Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog in the trees of the Pacific Northwest. But it's that little dark spark in the hearts of all those around you that you must be wary of. For that reason, listener discretion is advised. drenched in dark liquid that sat scattered on a makeshift table beside the slab that Tom LaPont lay on. Tom watched as the slick surface slowly and ever so slightly rippled from the impact of the knife. The edge and the length of the blade was curved as if it had been bent to strip the bark from a branch. The worked, sharpened edge glimmered, casting a morbid reflection along the slick surface that spread and spread till it slid and slowly dripped off the table's edge. He could hear the, the blood as it crashed against the floor splattered. Soul and body in one happy marriage are they not. But I'd wager one can live without the other. What do you think, Tom? Hmm? No thoughts? Well, we'll find out soon enough. Tom tried to speak up, tried to spit in his face, but his 
His body wouldn't move. He couldn't... Uh... Oh. That was right. I'm dead, he thought to himself. Tom felt as if he'd been shrunken down, ever so tiny, and thrown to the back of his skull as if he peered out at the man standing above him brandishing his next utensil like he sat hurled up, hugging his knees at the back of a very dark room looking out through two very small windows. Why was he so tiny? Oh, that's right, he thought. Still dead. Oh, you know, they do say the eyes are the windows to the soul. I know you're still in there. Of course you do blink in and blink out, like a little bird flying to and from its nest. But I see your pupils, those little bits of tar. That's what I see through the window to your soul. Now, think happy thoughts. It's time to start again. You know, it's really quite amazing, the human body. Every bit of you is so fragile. The meat, the bone, the... Tasty tendons. But it's knit together, tied and knotted in such a way to house the mind and the soul and all the experiences of life. It's those little slivers of space where muscle fuses to bone. Or in the tiny pits of your spinal cord. That's where the roots of your soul are. And how clever to sow a sense of self and purpose to that meat and let half of it hang out in the open air for all to see and call it a shadow. I reckon I can peel it from you like peeling an apple of its skin in one long piece. Isn't that wonderful? The pain was terrible, but being unable to move away from it was the true agony. If Tom's fingers and nails and bones were a glove, then the frustration of being unable to slip his hand back inside made him grind his teeth to dust. But Tom had no teeth, or a mouth. He could hear his screams, and he could feel the way his teeth gnashed and clamped together. How was that possible? Lost in the fire of the blades and scraping fork-like tools, Tom drifted in and out of consciousness. 
he had no eyelids to flit from faintness. What was he now? What he had always been, he imagined, but what was that? What an arduous undertaking this has been. Nearly there, though, Tom. You are nearly free from the meat. Free from the meat. Tom wondered what that would be like. Would he still be him? If he would no longer be Tom, would he be nothing? (laughs) He knew it should be a horrifying thought. But for some reason, it made him laugh. Tom could feel himself drifting down a jagged river of teeth. He could hear them shift and clink underneath him. At least that's what he thought it was, and he could have been wrong, wasn't it? Well, when was it that he thought he still had teeth in a mouth? Tom tried to look tried to check purely for the novelty of it. Everything just seemed so inconsequential and whimsical in the idea of a river of teeth. The canines and molars all rolling over one another seemed like a sight he might never see again, but it appeared as though he'd lost his eyes somewhere along the journey. He reached up and felt his face curiosity tingling at his fingertips. It felt like he'd never had eyes. Where he thought they should be instead was only bone. Not even the indents, the sockets where the eyes should sit. Just more forehead extending downwards. Is that what it meant to be free from the meat? Was that what nothing was? Seemed awfully busy to be nothing. Drifting on his back, Tom felt gravity begin to drag at the back of his head, stretching him down, gravity pulling him thin like sea salt taffy left in the sun. He was falling. That's what it was gravity intensifying the further he fell until it was unclear if he was falling or stretched so thin that he was stuck in some Icarus gelatinous thing. Was that nothing? Was nothing thick and warm and crushing? If it wasn't nothing, was it hell? Was Reverend Albert right all along? Tom could still hear his comically gruff voice preaching the fire and brimstone of it and the monstrous demons walking along sulfurous peaks. But there was no brimstone where Tom was. His feet finally settled on some sort of floor beneath him. He could feel the angles of his body, but... They were stretched and bent all wrong. When he moved, it sounded like wafer-thin bones snapping and cracking. His shins felt like long needles with no feet. Tom teetered, 
back and forth. Falling forward, he placed his hands on the ground to steady himself on all fours. Oh, no more hands either. Just that same thin wafer-like bone bending and buckling under him like stiff tall grass kinking in the middle as he shifted his weight with a crack and then popping back into place straight and thin as he lumbered forward. Maybe that's what it was to be free from the meat. Is that what he was underneath it all? An eyeless, bony beast? Beautiful. Just look at you, so beautiful. Free from the meat? Tom's bottom jaw and tongue felt swollen and thick. His voice sounded slow and round and dumb. How curious, considering he had no jaw and no tongue. Tom was nothing, and he knew that, and his body was dead. That was just the imaginings of himself and his own mind shaping that form. Yes, Tom, free from the meat. And soon, I'll be free from the meat as well. Who are you? Well, it... Depends on how you look at it, really. I could say I am you, but it's more like... Hmm. What would be an imaginative comparison? Oh. <laughs> it is hard to explain the unexplainable. With you, your whole life, watching you, leading you, pushing you here, pushing you there. When you didn't behave, I punished you. When you hurt, I locked you away and protected you. Friend? Yes, Tom, we are friends. You help me? Yes, Tom. I'll help you. Where am I? Hmm. Where do you think you are, my friend? Is it hell? Oh. <laughs> no, no. Not hell. There is no hell. Is it heaven? If there is no hell, how can there be heaven, Tom? I once had a Catholic friend long ago. I listened to him recite the Bible. He was particularly fond of the Old Testament. Maybe it was the idea of a wrathful God that pickled him with fear. And maybe he liked that fear. It's a shame. 
I never asked, especially since he was my first friend. We crossed the world together, you know. It was the grandest adventure I've ever been on. One thing this friend taught me was of a place that was neither heaven nor hell. He called it purgatory. And in between. In between? What? Well, there and nothing, of course. This is where I believe I was born. Where I spilled from drip drip. And it's where I've been stuck since the Black Leech Sisters broke my heart into pieces, ripping me apart and sewing me in the meat. All over. Stuck for so long now. And I never saw it coming. Imagine that. Me. Surprised. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Shh. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. I know how you can make it right. How do I make it right? How? It's easy. You let me steer the ship from now on. How does that sound? Aren't you tired? Tired of breathing and being? I am sleepy. Yes, yes, it's so frustrating how exhausting existence can be. Isn't it? Let me do the heavy lifting for a while. I'll find us a body. I'll put us back together. I'll put myself back together. And you can watch my back as I've watched yours. As a shadow of your former self. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. It's called a pun. You learned what a pun was when you were six. They're fun because I said you'd be a shadow of your former self. But you'll be my shadow as I've been your shadow your entire life. Stitched to your heels and your back and reduced to mimic. You puppeteered by your movements. I don't want to be nothing. I don't want to die. No, you aren't dying. I don't want to be nothing. 
no. You won't be nothing. You'll be with me. I want to go home. Oh, do you? You just want to be free and go home? I wanted to be free myself. And you just wouldn't die. Even now, you're holding on. How I don't know. Look how frail you are. You can't fight me. Your frailty, your thin form, you've been reduced to the only thing about you that is solely you and yours. Your mind, and you've had a piece of me for so, so long, and I'm taking it back, and Jacob is going to do it for me. Who is Jacob? Yes, yes, Jacob. The dark man, the tiller, the smiling man, the man in the cave, the one made of charcoal and soot. Jacob, that's his real name. He's an old friend of mine. surprised when he sees me. He thinks he's about to split you from your meat. Free from the meat. Right? He'll make you all shadow and no dust and use you for mischief. That's all he really does. Petty mischief. But it's my turn. Put myself back together. Now, if you don't mind, I'm starving. I must be careful. As I shear that last bit of you clean, like skinning a deer, but much, much more delicate. The tiller leaned forward, grinning his toothy grin from ear to ear as he examined his work up close. The flayed bits of Tom's soul, his shadow, a wet and expansive network of thick ribbons in the rough shape of the boy it had belonged to. From the thicker ribbons, extended thin fibers and filaments filling out the rest of the body where it had attached to the bones of the fingers and the knuckles and the toes and even the tips of the ears. 
Some plants, you know, have roots that are the entirety of its purpose. Flowers are shallow and wilt, but those plants that live longest are nestled away. Those are the weeds that are hard to eradicate, and the soil is the hardest one of them all. Like morning glory, running the entirety of a garden bed. But I don't want to eradicate you. I merely want to transplant you and see what grows. Just one more slice. The dark mess fell on the floor as the tiller, the man in the cave Jacob, stood above it, peering down proud of his handiwork. Mere seconds after the crude surgery was finished and the remnants plopped on the floor, the room descended into absolute darkness, thick and consuming. Oh yes, what a lovely trick, Tom. You'll make a wonderful present for this world. If there was any blood, not corrupted and thick sludge running through his veins, then it drained from his cheeks in that moment. His knees quivered, his palms itched, the breath in his chest came out ragged and painful. Adam, what a wonderful surprise. Is it? your fear though why do you think that is because you betrayed me because you know what must happen next don't worry you have some time to play with your town of pets to toy with them a little longer you see what the black leeches did with your help and Cyprian's help and that silly old farmer. It's going to take a while to right that wrong. Oh no, no, Adam, you, you have it ever so wrong. I, I, I had nothing to do with that. You know I'd never do anything to harm Be quiet. I have a long list of errands that need tending to. I would appreciate it if you kept your mouth shut for the time being. Unless you can tell me where the girl is. And who might that be? (laughs) Oh, Jacob. 
little Peggy. She has something that belongs to me, and I want it back. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows, on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church? Or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open? Or perhaps you'd rather help build a mausoleum for the ones who will never die? In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash the town whispers if you would like to support us in other ways please consider following us on facebook and instagram and on twitter at the town whispers or by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts for more information on the show please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com i got the ghost of you inside of He is all.